0: You are inherently worthy and when you go to sleep at night, there's nothing that you have to do like differently or nothing you have to do when you wake up in the morning before you go out, your weight, your appearance, your followers, your relationships, nothing that you have to do to make yourself more worthy because you already are.
1: All right, welcome back to another episode of Beneath Her Surface. I can't express how excited I am about today's episode, today's guest. I've been following her for a long time now, definitely hair goals all around, but I know that there's so much more that I want to explore from her mind. Um, She's just been someone from day one that has definitely been a, a girl's girl and a woman's woman, I guess you could say. And that speaks to my heart, mainly because it's very difficult to build attachment uh, via social media when things are just very visual. And uh, since we both started following each other, she's been such a support in my area, in my realm. Um, I've seen her growth, the glute growth, the leg growth, and just expanding (laughs) in so many different areas of life. So Welcome, Juliana. Did I say your name right, Juliana? Yes, yes, she did. I love your name, first of all. It's thank it's you. Really long. Can I ask a question before we jump into this? Yes. Did you have any difficulty, like as a kid, like spelling that out? Did you start your nickname super early on? Like, what's the history behind your name? Tell us that. So actually, my name is a combination between my
0: aunt, Jewel, and Leanne. So my mom, like, squished them together. And for the longest, I always got asked that question, like, did you have difficulty? And I always said, no, it wasn't (laughs) difficult. Until one day, I was looking back at these childhood drawings that I had. Mm -hmm. And my name, I butchered it so much like letters were backwards it was misspelled so I definitely did have difficulties with my name growing up my nickname I never really went by that until like high school and college
1: so I was Juliana for the longest and yeah I love it I love it it's a beautiful name so what do you go by in your adulthood is it like Juliana or do you have a nickname what do you prefer
0: yeah, so my main name that people call me is Jew. Okay. Um, they'll call me Jew, Juju, or Juju
1: Very few people call me Juliana. But okay, so that's most- kind of like foreign at this point. Like it's a little different, yeah?
0: Yeah, if someone's upset with me, then I'll be like, "Juliana, I,
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm here to explore your mind today. Obviously, you are known on social media for that lush mane of yours, literally just locks on locks on locks. Tell dear. us a little bit about that, how that started your journey on different social media platforms, how that's affected your life today. Talk to us about that. Okay,
0: so my journey with um, like, content creation and being a blogger so actually I went to school for psychology Mm. and I actually started like my channel on my IG while I was in college Mm -hmm. um and the reason I started my YouTube is because I get used to get asked a ton of questions on IG like What is your hair routine? What products do you use? (laughs) And I used to reply back to every single person with like paragraphs. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) the more followers I got, I was like, yeah, I need to have something that's a bit more efficient. So I started my YouTube channel and that like took off way faster than my IG. So Mm -hmm. By this time, I was still in college and, you know, I graduated college and I was working a ton of crappy jobs with mm-hmm. a bunch of like really bad managers. It was honestly really um, just kind of like a miserable time. Yeah. So like by this time, I had built up a small audience on my social medias and I decided to quit my job, not because mm-hmm. I wanted to like pursue YouTube. I was just mm-hmm. like I just knew I was at a dead end job. And so while I was looking for another job, I started to focus on my YouTube. YouTube and IG a lot more and Mm -hmm. now of Few years later, I'm a full-time
1: YouTuber and Instagrammer, content creator and it's all that. It's wild, it's wild. And so many people, I just, just to kind of clear the air on this. So many people think that it's just, oh, like all you do is take videos and pictures all day. But <laughs> yeah. like, I started doing this more on um, this, like in, inside the fitness industry and it can be so taxing, like the planning mm-hmm. and um, studying your audience and making sure that you're delivering and um, putting out content and editing, What's that like for you on like a day to day balancing both platforms? How do you manage? How do you manage all that? Um, I
0: don't really, (laughs) I definitely struggle a lot. Like I, balance is definitely something that is really hard in my life. Like when I do one thing, it kind of like takes away from the other. So right now Uh I'm like been really focused on Instagram and being more engaged in my YouTube has just like ceased to exist. I have people who DM me like, girl, are you still doing YouTube? Like, do you, Mm -hmm. did you just quit YouTube? So that's kind of been hard to balance, but the past few months I have a manager and mm-hmm. that has made life so I'm much swear. easier. It's taken a huge, like, weight off of my shoulders. So now I have, like, how I manage is I have, like, a daily to-do list. I put everything in my calendars. So I, like, try to stay really on top of things mm-hmm. so that I can have free time to, like, do YouTube videos
1: and, like, do content that I enjoy. Mm-hmm love that I'm sure having someone to like kind of stay on top of you help you manage because I'm sure there's days too where you're like I am not about this life i don't feel like <laughs> doing this today um, but having kind of that secondary person to keep you grounded and make sure you're on top of what you need to and take care of like the little things so you can really create in your element I'm sure is such a blessing to have. So at this state in your life, at this point in your life, obviously you have the the hair channels. A lot of a lot of your followers know you for that. And now they're really starting to engage with your fitness channel uh, mm-hmm. via social media. What is something that you want people to know about you um, that maybe they don't they don't get from those social media channels? Um I think
0: I do think my audience gets this, but I think something that's like really important to me is that I'm not like yeah I'm a content creator but that's not who I am like Mm -hmm. I don't share my whole life I don't you know I think it's really important to have a balance of this and that like I'm a real person I go out to eat and I don't show like I don't share what I do all the time I don't like Take pictures of my food all the time. I'm literally like a regular person who just so happens to record themselves filming their hair sometimes. (laughs) So I think that's something that's like really important to me. And I think that that's something that I convey pretty well through my channel. You know, like I get mistakes and I'm not like the super proper content creator. And I think that that's something that is conveyed pretty well but mm-hmm. that's something I like people to know like I'm just like you I'm just a regular person
1: who yeah. just so well, happens
0: to film themselves
1: <laughs> yeah you absolutely can you convey that definitely through just even your photos your smile it's very authentic and real yeah, I feel nice. like when we do engage it's always it comes like your comments always come from the heart and I love um that about you it just seems very genuine so you're definitely You're definitely conveying that you are a real human. And I think that's probably another reason why your platforms have grown as much as they have. So that's something to be proud of for sure. Oh, thank you. Of course, love. Okay. So on to the icebreaker. Let's play a game. I play this with all of my guests. It's called This or That with D. All right. So I'm going to list two things and then you can think about like what you do more of in your personal life or even what you're drawn more to. Okay. All right one of my favorites. I've actually been dying to ask you this. Um, hair up or hair down?
0: Hair, hmm. IG photos, hair down. Okay. 99% of the time in real life, hair up. Yeah, I feel <laughs> Like that. right now, hair up.
1: Absolutely. Okay, so journaling or reading? Where do you lean more towards? Definitely journaling. Oh, sorry. Definitely reading. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like journaling right now for me is if I, I have to make it um fit into like a a time uh, like maybe like a space in the day Mm -hmm. instead of just going and writing down your feelings sometimes that can seem very taxing right to just like sit down and write like it's a job and so I found different like smaller books to help with that and maybe you're just writing for a few minutes on very like specific topics just so that you can be intentional that tends to help me but I am a book girl all day. So I resonate <laughs> with you heavy on that. <laughs> Don't you journal every day? I, so what I try and do is balance between meditation or journaling. I always read something every single day. So there's always some kind of books. Typically, I'm reading. I don't know, three, maybe two or three books at a time. Um, oh, wow. But I do go bit back and forth between journaling and then meditating. Lately, for probably the last three weeks, I've been doing the two minute journal every morning. And that's the one that kind of prompts you what do you want to focus on today? Uh, what are you grateful for today? Um, what's one thing you want to let go of? So that kind of helps me stay more consistent because you know how it is. The days just get so busy. Before you know it, it's like 4 p.m. and you're like dead. Um, And the last thing you want to do is write about everything that's happened today. So I try and like (laughs) dial it down to a few minutes in the morning and that helps me stay more consistent. But I would much rather spend time in a good book than like writing out feelings. That's just me.
0: Yeah, your morning routine, by the way, is such goals like that's like the the
1: morning routine that I strive to have thank you it's definitely not easy I would say for anybody that that wants that take something that you love whether that's just meditation or just reading or it could be um, it could be therapy like stretching yoga or something Um, anything that you're obsessed with and make that like the focal point of your meditation Mm. Um, so if you're journaling make the journal uh, maybe the topic of the day something that's really thorough or in depth to where you're practicing like reflection or things like that inside of that space trying to do your stretching routine and wake up early and then get ready and journal and read. And it can be before you know it, it's been three hours and you're just like diving into yourself. (laughs) I'm I'm here for it. Don't get me wrong. Like I love it, but realistically every single day, sometimes it's really difficult. So I, I try and break it down on the days where I have less time to do things that are more, maybe like that I get more excited about, I guess you could say. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, okay, on to the next one. Are you leaning more towards the side of receiving gifts or giving gifts? What's your vibe? Neither, honestly.
0: I scored (laughs) zero for gifts on the um, love languages quiz. So I'm not... Honestly... I like giving gifts for people whose love language is gifts. Like my Mm. mom, her love language is gifts and her Mm -hmm. face just lights up. when She receives a gift. But most of my other family, they don't like gifts. So it's not even like rewarding to give them a gift. They're like, oh, okay. And then you (laughs) see it like, like just sitting there for the next three months. And honestly, I don't, I'm a quality time person. So Mm. someone's gift to me is just spending quality time with me. So I love that. I love that. and And if i oh sorry go ahead no go ahead if i would have to say i would say maybe giving gifts yeah yeah
1: I feel that. I feel that. Especially if you're not big on giving, you're probably even less on like receiving them. Same boat as you. I'm kind of like if I want something, I'm not gonna like make someone else feel like they should get it for me. I'll just yeah. go get it myself. Um, and then I always feel like this obligation to do something back if someone's been giving. I think that's a mental construct in itself and like maybe I should just be more present in the act of giving things but it's definitely not my specialty so I'm right there with you (laughs) all right so next up makeup or all natural oh definitely makeup for me
0: yeah, I, a lot of people don't know this, but I actually have had acne since I was like 15. So wow. I always feel like I have something that I have to cover up or like touch up. So for me, I definitely feel much more comfortable with makeup but yeah. I mean the all natural if my skin
1: is cooperating heck yeah I'm like all for it <laughs> I love that I love that mine is oh, well before I dive into that what's your favorite part of makeup you know some people are like all day eyeshadow or like the brows is where it's at mm, like yeah. what's your favorite part of doing your makeup
0: Definitely like bronzer or contour for me because mm-hmm. I have a naturally round, soft face. Uh-huh. So I like to, you know, try Good to get mind. a little like cheekbone, yeah. jawbone, like a little <laughs> chisel action going on. And definitely contour is my go to.
1: What about you? I love you? it. I love it. Um, okay. So I would say here lately, I've been into brows, the whole mm. like, Fuzzy brow, like straight up and down. Uh, what's it called? It starts with lamination. The- there it is. There it is. That's how little I know about this. Um, <laughs> everyone's like into that. It's such a fad. So like the other, it was probably like three weeks ago. I just bought brow gel and was like experimenting with it. And I just feel like whatever I'm seeing online is not translating to my face. And so <laughs> I need to do a little more research in that area. But I'm the same as you. I love contour because mm-hmm. the bottom half of my face is kind of round. So I love a strong like uh, cheekbone or that jawline, especially in photos. When you get that right lighting, it's like, Ooh, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm here for it. So um, I would definitely say contour probably. And then brows, but we're, we're working on, we're working on the brows <laughs> right now. I also love uh, being all natural because I do feel like most days I do lots of like client calls and things like that. And I like to show up as like, a done up version of me and so the days where I don't have to it's nice to just kind of let your skin breathe you know yeah yeah for sure all right up next I have a feeling I already know what you're gonna say but I'm actually curious on this one all right plants or animals
0: animals actually yeah yeah Yeah, I love animals I just went to visit I have two dogs and I literally go out mm -hmm. to visit them like every week if I I couldn't do it the past two weeks because I was so busy but I'm like obsessed with animals I love all types of animals orangutans dogs and orangutans are my favorite wow so specific (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. did you grow up with lots of like pets and things like that or was that not a thing for you
0: not really lots but I think my fam since I've been maybe five I think I've always had a pet either a cat or a dog or something so I I guess I have always had pets but not like we never had a ton I don't think we ever had more than two but yeah I've always been surrounded by
1: animals that actually surprised me because I've seen like photos of you I'm assuming in like your living area and there's just like plants everywhere I'm like yes this is amazing. Um, I need to like get better at it because I am the type that will like buy plants and then some of them, um, they just look a little sad some days. So I need to really like get better at pouring more energy and life into them. I have a friend, her name's Angela, and she like talks to them like as if they're people and it's really amazing, but she firmly believes that like speaking to them is like speaking life to them. So- yeah. Maybe I just need to talk to them a little bit more. I don't know. Um, And for you, being a plant mom, one thing people may know or may not know about you is that you seem like you are heavily involved in this kind of culture. Um, I've personally been obsessed with plants for the last year. My favorite are snake plants as of yet. Um, There's something about their groundedness and seeing them grow that brings me joy. So what do you love most about being a plant mom? And how does that reflect into like other areas of your life?
0: yeah so I think one thing about me I I realize I love nurturing things like mm-hmm. I don't know are you in a zodiac at all
1: um I wouldn't say like heavily I do okay. I am like very impressed by how spot on they are um yeah. Scorpio so I oh. that's, that's like as much as I dive into <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you're a fellow water sign.
1: I'm a water sign it. too. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I'm a cancer.
0: I don't know if it's true or not, but cancer is like nurturing things. Okay. I love nurturing things. And I saw an IG post recently and it said like, instead of trying to nurture a God or a bad relationship, get a plant instead. Wait, so genius. I, feel, <laughs> I feel like plants are like my way of like nurturing things and really caring for things. I love to watch my plants grow. And actually, I really love how they all have different needs and preferences like Mm. I really love when people and animals and plants everything has like their own idiosyncrasies like things Mm. that are just like little quirks about them like I have some plants that will literally die if they don't get like the exact amount of sunlight that they need and there's some plants that can be in like a closet so Mm -hmm. I love their little like learning about their little preferences and all that stuff and I feel like maybe it makes me maybe it I'm a very accepting person. So I don't know if it helps me to be more accepting Mm -hmm. or if maybe that's just like how I am that I have like so many different plants that all have so many different needs. But I don't know if it branches out into like, grounding me but I know that it does
1: make my apartment look nice so it, it looks <laughs> very <like> <laughs> nice it's very Thanks. euphoric honestly I feel anytime I look at photos and you post like they're in the backdrop I feel like I'm calm immediately just oh, from, there's you. so many of them which one would you <laughs> say is like I don't want to say favorite because you know are not really supposed to have a favorite but which one do you <laughs> feel maybe the most connected to like when you tend to them do you have one that kind of like stands out
0: yeah definitely my fiddle leaf if you okay. if like if you're a plant mama or know anything like have plants, fiddle leaves are one of the hardest plants to grow because they are so fickle when it comes to like the light they need, the water they need. I have this Mm -hmm. one fiddle leaf. I think it was the first plant I bought and it literally like, almost died Mm -hmm. I got it had it in the wrong I had it in low light and probably like two days later 15 leaves fell off oh my god out of like 20 and I was like oh my gosh this plant is gonna die on me and then you know I like kind of felt like I nursed it back to health and now it's like thriving it's healthy it's big it's beautiful it's like tripled in size so I think that it's like my OG plant and it really just like I felt like we were there for each other.
1: <laughs> I love that. I feel so. I've had a, a fiddle leaf before, and genuinely, probably only. Got it at the time because aesthetically I felt like it was so pleasing, but yeah. like had no idea how to actually take care of it. And just like you kind of explained, like so many leaves just started falling off. I remember my friend Caitlin came over and she was like, D- "Like Dee, what are you doing? Like <laughs> this is terrible." And I'm like, "I'm thinking that I'm doing a good job," and she really touched a leaf and it just like crumbled to the ground. <laughs> I'm not doing a good job. Like this is not, it. she's like, we need to repot it. Like he needs love, or she said she, she needs love and attention. And I'm just sitting there like feeling like a complete failure. Uh, but part of that is kind of a great reminder that we all have to start somewhere. As long as we keep watering and nourishing ourselves, we will grow a time. And that's very much so how I view fitness. Even um, you've personally been pursuing hair growth, which I can't stress enough how how goals your hair is, Um, as well as growth, (laughs) both externally and internally. But what's your growth process look like over the past few years?
0: Oh my gosh. Honestly, my growth has been learning, unlearning so Mm. many things that Mm. were holding me back. Like that's been the huge thing. Like people pleasing, my lack of boundaries, not trusting myself, operating out of fear, like all those things they were like habits that I had that were holding me back that I did not even know existed. They were like, I guess, coping mechanisms that I developed to yeah. like survive that no longer helped me and were like instead of growing, I was literally like ungrowing? I don't know what's the
1: term. Yeah. We're <laughs> but, remaining stagnant. But yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like over the years I've really been doing a ton of internal work. Like a lot of it's not conscious. Like I'm not it's not like oh I'm doing this for internal work it's just that naturally I'm a very curious person so reading books going to therapy I pay for a lot of self-growth classes Mm -hmm. and that's really really helped me to learn myself and to be more in alignment with who I am that's mostly been the focus of my growth for over the past few years for sure.
1: I love that. And I can't, I think it's so beautiful when people take their time, energy and money even to invest in themselves in that way, because it genuinely starts there. A lot of times we work backwards and we work on our exterior. We're like paying for many petties and all that, just to look a certain way when our insides are just I'm not going to say ugly, but just as messed up as they can be. So oftentimes we even look at growth just as milestones and not the overall process. And I think growth isn't just about the outcome. It's definitely a journey. It's the little steps that we take every day, just showing up for ourselves. What are the little steps and kind of like leaps of faith you've taken to grow? Um, And what have you learned about yourself on your growth journey?
0: Oh, wow. So I think that... Something that's definitely helped me to grow. I'm a person who likes certainty. I mm-hmm. like security. I like consistency. And the type of job that I have is like everything but that. Like I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. I work like all types <laughs> of hours, you know a deal, a sponsorship, I can have a sponsorship one day and not have one the next day or things just always are going crazy. I'm sure, you know, (laughs) things just like change all the time. So I think that a lot of the time I was just still trying to hold on to safety Mm -hmm. and a huge step that I've taken is like kind of releasing control over Mm -hmm. my life and like actually embracing fear and like moving with fear instead of against fear and I think that's just something that's really I've that's definitely has to sorry that definitely has to have been a huge lesson that i was supposed to learn in my lifetime because I feel like every time that I'm like, oh yeah, my life is like going great. It's like something happens, Mm -hmm. something happens. And I'm just constantly having to release control over my life and just kind of go with the flow. Mm -hmm. So that's been a huge thing of learning and like taking that leap of faith of like, okay, yeah, I don't know what to do, but I'm just going to decide on what I think the best option is because now yeah. I realize that every decision we make is the best, best decision that we yes. have with the information that we know yes. at that time yes. and you know once you kind of like realize that then all the guilt and all the shame kind of goes away and it's like okay I'm just living life this is what mm-hmm. life is you know <laughs> I
1: absolutely love that I, I was talking to a friend about that today actually we were talking about there's no right or wrong choice outside of like murdering somebody that you you don't want to do that but just like deciding things in life we are given you know the option to choose daily based off of what comes at us depending on the situation or current placement I guess that we are at in life and it really is just about Releasing that control, like you just said, the need to like have everything figured out, everything organized. It's not going to go to plan. It's just not like once you realize (laughs) that and you kind of accept it, you're able to move more fluently and just go with the flow. And like you said, make choices based off of the information that you have because you're doing the best that you know with what you have. We've never been in these specific situations as the person we are today. It's all new. And when you think about it in that space it takes the stressors of trying to like get it right every time away because it's new. You're just there making the choice as the days come. And then five years down the road, you're going to see what those choices, you know, build up to. But I I love that you said it's, it's definitely a big focal point for you is really releasing, creating that space for other things to come in. Once you clear yourself of that control um, I think that's really when you're able to blossom.
0: Yeah. And so what are the little steps and leaps of faith that you've taken
1: to grow? I would say it's definitely been, um, I would say probably around the same topic as release. When I'm, I'm someone who in life, I have to have like a plan A. And if that doesn't work, I already have a plan C, D, E, B, F, all of them, all the plans are there. Um, because I just like to be ready for what's coming. And I think yeah. over the last three years, I've definitely planned and planned and planned and fallen like flat on my face. Um, and there's almost this you get to a place where you just, you can't keep planning for the unknown. You just have to really embrace what's happening and be so present because when I'm planning, I'm genuinely planning for the future, which is again, unknown. Mm -hmm. And so once that's kind of knocked out of your span of control, you just are able to be. And I think I've let go of the pressures of what if I'm not doing the right thing? And what if this, and what if that, and then having so many plans in case one doesn't fall through. I think it's a good thing to be prepared. There's a difference um, between like overstressing and having so much control over your life and then being mentally prepared to take on whatever comes. And I think that's the space where I'm at now where, I there's there's little to nothing. And I even try and think of things at this point that will like crumble me outside of a, a death in my immediate family. Mm-hmm. Um, there's little to nothing that I know that I could not get through. Like I'm still gonna get up and keep going. It might be difficult. I might not see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm gonna get back and that resilience there after planning and planning and planning and nothing, you know, coming to fruition, and then really just being in that space, it allows for you to. I don't know. There's this confidence, I guess, that's built. And I feel like I've been able to navigate life a little more fluidly because there's a lack of control. It's really just about daily choices, awareness, presence, and then working on yourself to get better moving forward. So I think it's definitely been a release of of control Mm
0: -hmm. and having to
1: like practice that at a little every day, because it still comes up. It, no one's perfect. I still get in the spaces where I get stressed out because I, I can't navigate in a situation entirely. And then I have to remind myself, like, you're not meant to. You're just yeah. meant to experience, really, and just learn from it and then take that and help others in, in other areas of life. So
0: Oh, I love that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yes.
1: <laughs> so that's, that's where I'm at, like, mentally. It's just today what can I do today navigate it and I do genuinely there's some days that I that go by and I feel like I could have done more but I'm the older I'm getting and the the more days that I'm blessed to experience there's less moments of me laying down and just wishing that I did more or did something else it's just like you did what you did today and you're either proud of that or not and then tomorrow if you're you know blessed with the opportunity to wake up and do more then you make decisions based off of how you felt about the day prior but they're genuinely is no roadmap to any of this like we're all just trying to figure it out like one day at a time so yeah and that's it earlier you mentioned i wanted to touch on something you mentioned prioritizing mental health and you kind of stressed about um really pouring money time energy investing in that space one major part of growth is become is really becoming in tune with ourselves mentally physically spiritually spiritually, once we come to kind of understand our needs, then we can recognize the people, places, and things that no longer were serving us. And Mm -hmm. we can put more energy into the things that elevate and nurture us. So how have you come to really understand yourself and be in tune with yourself? What does that process look like for you?
0: Oh, wow. Well, I definitely say it's a very, very long process. I can't say it's just like one thing, but one thing that really stands out to me that I did was I watched this YouTube video and it was saying like, to learn yourself, you have to know what your daily needs are. So I would kind of operate in the day like, doing what brought most people fulfillment and I wouldn't really mm-hmm. feel fulfilled at the end of the day you know like I would yeah. work out I would um hang out with my friends and I'd be like ah, oh, I don't really feel that good mm-hmm. and so I made a list prioritizing the things that I need in chronological order and what I realized I need more than anything is to feel productive Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Like I cannot go to the gym because to me going to the gym is like physical activity, which is further down the list. I do need Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. but going to the gym now that I go every day, it doesn't make me feel productive. So when I go to the gym, but don't get like cross everything off my to-do list, I don't really feel good. Or when I hang out with my friends or just like, you know, browse on YouTube all day, I don't really feel good. And I always had this nagging feeling of like, okay, I want to be productive. So Mm -hmm. making that list and realizing like, okay, being productive, I need to do that first and before I go to the gym. Mm -hmm. And then next, I need to uh, have social interactions every day like lists like that really helped me to get in touch with myself because when I'm like oh you know I'm not going to work today I'm just going to hang out with my friends And said no yeah. I'm not going to really feel that good some days I can of course because I don't need to be productive every single day but there was a period of time where I was just kind of avoiding working Mm -hmm. because I just was so stressed. I was feeling burnt out. And so I was just like, I'm not going to do anything at all. And those were like the most, I was like, I'm not going to do anything because I want to recover, man. Those were like the most miserable two weeks of my life because I was working against myself and my Mm -hmm. knees instead of working with my knees. So that's just like one example of something that I realized. And now when I've kind of planned my
1: days based off of like the needs priority list. (laughs) That is amazing. I literally, when you said working with your needs, instead of working against your needs, you should have seen my face. (laughs) I was like, this is genius. Um, I think so many people work in reverse order. And then like you said, at the end of the day, they're so depleted And don't understand why they don't feel connected. I think mine is a similar sense. Oh, before I get into that, I want to ask you this. The list that you write, is it something that you write like prior to bed, you know, before waking up the next day? Or do you like prioritize that in the morning? Is it just based off of how you feel when you wake up? What's that like?
0: Yeah, so that that list that I did, I've only done it once, but I it's stuck in my head like mm. everything that I prioritize. Okay. So now when I do my list, I make a list of at the top every morning when I wake up with, or sometimes the day before, but I'll make a list of all the things that I need to do work wise. Mm-hmm. Then at the bottom of the list, I'll make a list of like I'll put workout on there, you know, meal prep or. Uh, call my mom wish Mm -hmm. my aunt a happy birthday like those things like I kind of
1: manage my list based off of like the big list (laughs) I see I see but inside that space you it sounds like you do something that like feeds your soul is that kind of is that kind of where you're you're aiming towards every day to do something that fuels you whether that is having lunch with a friend um, I can see in especially in your line of work how easy it would be to get very bogged down by all the to- do's I literally couldn't imagine
0: um, and
1: sometimes even that's overwhelming you you lose the excitement for something that you started in the beginning because it turns into task list, you know, yeah. not oh my gosh, this is a, as a creative space where I get to experiment and grow and share. It's I gotta get this done, this done, this yeah. done. I had to run across town and go buy this and pick up that. And there's just so many to-dos. I love that you said do things that work for your needs and not against your needs. So yeah. That's like that's I've never heard it put that way before. I think the concept is so beautiful because I genuinely do feel like people would feel more grounded daily if they prioritize whatever fuels their soul. And for you, like you said, you go to the gym consistently now. So maybe that's not something you need every day, but you've taken the time to learn that about yourself and that self-awareness and spending time alone really diving into what you feel you need on a soul level daily I think is a really really big part of that otherwise you don't you're probably going to be sitting there and be like I don't know what I need you know yeah I don't know where to start how did this list um where did that come from where did that start how did it start for you
0: well I think a huge thing was I was kind of like going trying to schedule my day based off of the people that I admired. You know, Mm. I saw people who worked like grind and grinded. They're like, yeah, I barely get any sleep. I haven't hung out with my friends. I haven't seen my family in forever. And I was like, okay, like that's what I need (laughs) to do. Like I need to go and grind. I need to like do everything, like no fun, all like all work. Mm. And i was feeling pretty miserable so I kind of like flipped I, at one moment I was like super unproductive the next moment I was like only productivity like mm-hmm. only work and I was feeling equally as horrible so I was like there has to be something to this and I realized like I was not working with myself I was trying to be something But I wasn't doing it in the way that would have brought me fulfillment. So I realized that I love one thing I love doing is researching, like watching YouTube videos. I love psychology. So I love Mm -hmm. being able to watch uh, psychology videos, read psychology books, podcasts, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And I would do that. uh, I wouldn't do that at the end of the day. And I would feel horrible. And then when I did it all day, I would still feel horrible. I was like, this is Mm. something I love. So I just really was completely out of touch with myself and my own needs. And I think having those low points really helps me to get closer to who I am because if everything's going perfect, everything's going great, there's really nothing to learn. There's like no growth happening. But being at that low point and just feeling miserable, trying so hard to like feel awesome, Mm -hmm. but being feeling miserable because I was so out of touch with myself Mm -hmm. really made me like, okay, let me sit down here for like an hour and write down what I actually need Mm -hmm. so that I can base my life off of that. And honestly, even after learning my needs it still took months for me to like actually initiate it because as humans, it's kind of hard for us to change after doing something for so long. But I finally was like, okay, I'm working against myself. honestly I'm when you find the person it's like that meme like when you find the person who's been ruining your life and it's like you pointing in the mirror or something like that (laughs) that's what I kind of came to the conclusion of so I was like okay let me just do something that's gonna help me out see if it works and I was like wow after a few days I feel so much better now (laughs)
1: yeah you mentioned something early earlier that I feel like was so powerful you said you're very into psychology and reading books but you felt at one point when you weren't reading them enough you felt miserable but when you were reading them too much you also felt miserable mm-hmm. and i think that even takes it back to earlier when you when you said that at the end of the day, you have to feel productive to, um, feel good about your day. And so even that small thing, most people say like, this is what I love. I need to be doing it all day. And like, if I read all day, first of all, my eyes would probably fall out. secondly, (laughs) I would get, I would get so tired of books. Like I would probably be throwing them at people. So it really is like, uh, an innate balance of taking the time to learn, like you said, what do I need out of life? And then making a list too of like, how am I working against myself right now? How do I feel or why do I feel depleted at the end of the day? Why do I not feel fulfilled? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's so beautiful and definitely a concept that, um, if anyone's listening right now, this is like a revelation, even to me. So I'm like, I genuinely never heard it like that. Working against yourself. I do this consistently, even in my present day. So I'm about to like go make my little list. Like, I'm not working against myself. I, I love that. Such a beautiful concept. What oh, do you think? <laughs> of course, such a beautiful mind. What do you feel right now is would would be like one of the biggest things you've had to release so that you can make space for the things that actually do serve you?
0: Oh, the biggest thing for me to release, and this has definitely not been an immediate thing, it's been over the past, mostly over the past year mm-hmm. and a half is people-pleasing mm-hmm. like I realized now after following all these psychology psychologists and reading psychology books that I really lacked boundaries I always wanted to be like the nice person and the supportive first person I really wanted to be like the best friend or the best student or the Mm -hmm. best influencer for brands to work with and Mm -hmm. I realized that I was always the one like feeling burnt out and miserable so yeah and that's something that I've really had to release is the idea of being x y or z to please people and like I'm not gonna be I mean I'm going to be honest. During this time, I definitely lost like friendships mm-hmm. and jobs and family member relationships yeah. and relationships that I thought would last a lifetime. But honestly, like after advocating for myself and having boundaries and realizing like I was people pleasing, like once you realize that habit, like things like that, like in therapy, I had these moments where I realized something and I'm like, oh, it's great because I realized it, but now I have to do something with that information now that I realize it. So because I have like that, like realization, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't be this person anymore. And I did lose a lot of like lifelong quote unquote friendships and Mm -hmm. things. But now I realize that those relationships, those opportunities weren't in alignment with who I was trying to be and who I was. And I really made space for so many amazing relationships and opportunities yeah. that do serve me and that do take my needs into consideration. So that's definitely been a huge thing that I've had to release in a huge, I say a huge milestone over the past like year and a half for me.
1: Wow, that's such a big self-realization. And you're so right. When you when you're in those therapy sessions and it's like, "Oh my gosh, I have been, you know, acting in this certain way for so long." And then you realize that this is the person that you actually are. You yeah. are really given two options. You can either continue being that person if it's something that's in agreement with, you know, who you want to be in the future, or if you, if you're repulsed by it. I mean, obviously definitely figure out why, but also you got to do what it takes to change that so that you're not that person moving forward. It's honestly kind of a slap in the face or like a hard look in the mirror to say, okay, this is something I don't like about myself. How can I change it? And a lot of times that means letting go of things that you either feel like you need or subconsciously you've made yourself feel like you need, but there's such power in saying, okay, this is not how I want to be. Um, it's not feeding certain areas of my life. I have to now let go of this version. I mean, inside of that, that might mean letting, you know, letting go of friendships, family members, like you said. Uh, Mm -hmm. It could mean a job opportunity. It could be, it could be anything, but there's such courage in that space. And I think people who have the ability to be that self-aware and then make the change, you know, decide today I'm I'm gonna be different. Um, They're living so true to themselves so authentically And that's not something that's common. So it's definitely something to be proud of. I feel like- Thank you. Yes, girl. Definitely something to be proud of. Take those slaps in the face with like a grain of salt and be like, I'm I'm about to get better. And I think that's just, when you're able to do that for yourself, you can do that even for others. There's more grace that's there. And I think you're able to see yourself for who you really are and who you want to become rather than this is something I just don't like about myself. Um, But that's difficult. It's not easy, especially uh, having the social media platform that you have a lot of eyes on you all at once. And I'm sure that even plays a role in how you see yourself uh, mentally. How does that affect you um, when you get all those messages and you get this, you're amazing and you're this and this, and then you go to therapy and you realize, I actually have a lot of work to do. How do you balance um, the praise with what's realistic and what you actually need to fix in your personal life?
0: Oh, wow. That's a great question. Well, first I will say that I think that my people pleasing has definitely got me to where I am a lot of, in a lot of ways, because I am just naturally intuitive, Mm -hmm. not intuitive, but naturally like, Hyper vigilant mm-hmm. to things. So mm-hmm. I know I kind of have an idea what people would like, and I'm very hyper vigilant to how people will react to things. Mm-hmm. But a huge thing, and this has been something that's been important to me from the very beginning, is I read something. I think it was like I was reading something about Buddhism, and they were saying to kind of go, what was it? They were saying to go with the flow of life and don't attach to anything good or bad. And Mm -hmm. i read that like maybe 10 years ago and it always stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. And so now when this kind of sounds kind of crazy, but (laughs) when I get a compliment or an insult, I kind of view it as like, I'm at the edge of a lake and it's like a little basket flowing Mm -hmm. and it's the compliment or the insult in there and I kind of take a look at the basket and I read it and then I put it back in the lake and let it flow on you know like I don't attach to the positives or the negatives because they're just kind of like compliments they're insults but they're not anything that I need to attach to so when someone does tell me something like oh I love your hair or I get hundreds of positive comments Mm -hmm. I don't I definitely acknowledge it. I have gratitude for it, but I don't attach to it. And because I can do that with the good, mm. I also can do that with the bad. So when someone leaves me an insult and it's like, yeah, you know, I hate your content or, mm. you know, You're, you look like X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm, I can acknowledge it and kind of like move along with it. So that's been wow. something that's really been important to me. And I think it's really helped my sanity a lot when it comes to this world where we're in front of thousands or millions of people. Yeah.
1: Wow. To be that unfazed um, from positive uh, reinforcement and negative comments, that's that's definitely strength. I mean, you, you really do. You have to kind of look at it uh, from an outside perspective, and not let it get you. Also, you know, so excited, and then also not let it uh, stir you up and make you really angry. I'm, I haven't reached that level of <laughs> not yet. Sometimes, like when I get ugly comments, I'm just like, "Why are you? Why are you here? Why?" Yeah. <laughs> Even that, I just need to let them be what they are and go about my day. It doesn't need to turn into anything. It doesn't need to get me all riled up. So, it's it's a work in progress. Um, so we live in a world that oftentimes promotes perfection from magazines to social media, even in our day-to-day lives. But I personally, personally kind of believe that there's So much beauty to our flaws or imperfections, so to speak. There's really something so beautiful and freeing about just being able to show up as you are and say, hey, like, this is me. Like, this is kind of what you get. So have you learned to embrace your imperfections and just be, or how have you learned to embrace your imperfections and just be really true to who you are on a soul level?
0: Yeah. So honestly, that's something that I'm still learning to do. If I'm being completely honest, like if I... I don't want to sit here and say like, oh, I've done X, Y, and Z because it's still a current journey for me. Like I've had a lot of experience in my past that made me feel like, there was something inherently wrong with me. Mm. So like to cope, I developed this idea that, oh, if I were perfect, then I wouldn't have any problems. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that that is absolutely not true. And that perfection does not exist. Mm -hmm. And that to have this mindset, you know, to still continue to have this mindset, it would be like a hamster wheel going nowhere, like just trying to achieve something that just doesn't, exist and it's really impacted a lot of my life like I wouldn't do things that I wanted to do because I had this fear of not being perfect and it affected me in like so many different ways like my job my fitness journey my relationships I really had like this all or nothing mentality like Mm -hmm. I would go to the gym for a while And then I would miss one day and be like, okay, it's not perfect. I don't have the perfect fitness journey anymore. Like, let me just Mm -hmm. stop here. Mm -hmm. So now I'm really learning to embrace imperfections and to, you know, that I don't have to be perfect, that these are the things that make me me and that there is nothing wrong with me. I'm inherently like worthy and you know, amazing, just not because of anything I do, but just that is just how I was born. And that's something that I'm still, like I said, it's still a journey for me, but I think I've definitely come a long way. One thing that I feel like I've kind of always accepted about myself is like who I am on the inside because I didn't really grow up with like a lot of positive affirmations about my myself physically, but I always felt like, you know, I was a good person on the inside. I always went to sleep feeling like I was a good person on the Mm -hmm. inside and like trying my hardest. So that's something that um, helps me out a lot. It's just like, I'm not going to be perfect in every way, but I know that I'm a good person. I know that I have a good heart. I know that I have good intentions and Mm -hmm. that I try to remind myself, like I am inherently worthy and you know all that stuff so it's a journey but it's definitely something that I'm still working towards but I've also made a ton of progress as well
1: I can hear it just listening to you I can tell that's something that you're proud of and you should be because (laughs) to be able to very very much so detach from uh, societal pressures I mean we all have them if you have I don't know two million followers then you want six million because you know if there's always this like constant strive to be better material wise or exterior wise and there's really a lack I would say across I don't know the human race of just being content with who we are as this person not with any degrees or certifications or or client list or follower numbers you know it's just it it's very difficult I think to step into that and you seem like obviously we all have work to do but you definitely seem like you're very aware in that space and you bring light to that even just here in this space I didn't even think about it on that level um so I really appreciate your insight incredible you. literally but <laughs> my biggest takeaway from everything you've said today is working against yourself I cannot express <laughs> to you like it just I, I can't I keep going back to that mainly because I just I see it so prevalent in My day to day, there is a a a stressor on making sure that I have time with myself on a soul level. But I think there's a lot of area. We'll just say there's a lot of area where we can clean up um, and stop working against myself, so that I do feel even more fulfilled at the end of the day. So, oh my gosh, thank you so (laughs) much for all this incredible insight to from internal growth to prioritizing self care, living authentically. Um, all the way down to not working against yourself. Literally my favorite thing. um <laughs> before, Yes, before I let you go, I, I love to ask this question. What's your biggest piece of advice or life philosophy that you would like to leave us with? To anyone who's listening right now, what's something that you feel on your heart you would want to share?
0: Hmm. Oh, wow. That's a tough one. <laughs> First, I would like to say that you, whoever is listening, you are inherently worthy and when you go to sleep at night there's nothing that you have to do like differently or nothing you have to do when you wake up in the morning before you go out your weight your appearance your followers your relationships nothing that you have to do to make yourself more worthy because you already are like that's something that is really really important to me and I know that both of us have a lot of followers who are in like the beauty and fitness community Mm -hmm. that, you know, may look up to us in a certain type of way. And if I could just reach every single person and tell them that, including myself, Mm -hmm. then I will (laughs) want them to know that they are inherently worthy. And also another thing is that, I don't know if this is advice or just something that I live by, Mm -hmm. but a peace of mind is just so important. And to, I would say, try to really find what brings you a peace of mind. Is it materialistic things? Is it, you know, is it really like Instagram followers? Does that stuff really bring you a peace of mind? Or is mm-hmm. it something that comes with that, that you can find in within yourself? Mm-hmm. So I would say like, that would be
1: my biggest piece of advice. I absolutely love that. I, there's nothing more beautiful for than someone to say to have the reassurance that as the person you are today, you are perfect. You don't need to do anything extra. You don't need to be anything that you're not in this space as you are. You are whole, and like you said, so worthy. So thank you so much for sharing. You are so much, and I just want to tell you, I know that, like, you're known for your hair, but you are so much more than just hair. I mean, I feel like even if someone chopped it off, God forbid, I feel like your whole audience would, like, (laughs) they would literally be out to kill.
0: (laughs) Oh, that actually happened before. Wait, someone cut your hair off? Someone, I went to a barber, and someone, yeah, he, he cut my hair really, really bad. Yeah. And he cut like 11 inches off and it was no. really uneven. And my followers- They were not having it, I'm sure. No, they were not <laughs> at all. It was, a, it was a huge thing, but wow. that literally happened. So it's crazy wow. to
1: say that. Oh my gosh, I, that's wild. Well, i I believe that you have the following that you have for a reason. And they're not just there for your hair because you are so genuine and authentic. You guys can continue to follow her journey on YouTube and on Instagram for her fitness page, Juju Fitness, where we see the glute gains and everything else gains, Um, and then on her personal page, Juju B. All right, thanks guys for listening. Again, Juliana, thank you so much for your time, your energy, your effort, and all that you shared today. I'm sure so many people are going to just grabbed so many nuggets. I got one. I'm about to make my list. We're going to be better today. It's going to be great. So again, I thank you for your time. So much love for you. We will talk to you all soon.